from San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about those monthly cycles and the impact they have on your marriage. And journalist Regina Brett had this to say. She said, almost every month, I have a day where I get stuck in the mud of me. I used to blame hormones and PMS, and after I hit 50, I blamed the lack of hormones. But men get stuck too, so it must simply be the human condition. And we're going to be talking about the monthly cycle and hormones and all those kind of crazy things. But you know, first things first, I just got to tell you guys, sometimes Tony gets behind the mic and I'm just like, wow, his voice is so sexy. Today is one of those days. Thank you. You're welcome. But enough about him because we're going to be talking about our marriage and whatnot throughout the show. But we always start off the show with a hug. It's where we hear what's going on in your lives. And this week's hug is brought to you by The Science of a Woman, The Art of Manhood by Eric T. Smith. And you can find this title at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Eric Smith. And in this incredibly fascinating read, author Eric Smith digs into many topics dealing with the marriage relationship and how husbands and wives relate to one another sexually. One of the ones that has challenged us the most in reading this book was his idea that, you know, this, uh, the concept of high desire and low desire is really kind of at odds with the way that we've been created. Why would we be have different desires? Why would this happen? So I would encourage you to jump into reading this book with us. Mm -hmm. It's called again, The Science of a Woman, The Art of Manhood by Eric Smith. And you can find it again at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Eric Smith. And this hug came to us this week uh, from an iTunes review. And I know we've shared it in the past, but when you guys leave those iTunes reviews, you're not just giving us encouragement, but you're also impacting hundreds of thousands of people that type marriage into the search box, see what you've had to say about the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, and then make the decision whether or not they're going to jump in. This review came from Jules186, and it said, I stumbled across your podcast after mine and my husband's marriage had hit an ultimate low. Mm. I was ready to pack up with our three kids and leave, and he was literally daring me to. We had both turned into two unrecognizable people. I started with episode 199. It won't happen to us. Your words hit home in a way that hurt. While I wanted to place all the blame on him for all the pain he had caused me, I realized I had played such a huge role in our downfall. I decided to change. I started trying again, starting with apologizing and taking responsibility. I asked him to listen and he did. Mm. We realized how many things we were doing wrong and started to take an active effort to restore our marriage. We started talking again, started listening again, started dating again, and started having sex again. Right A on. lot. Good. In just a few short weeks, our communication, commitment, and sex life has improved so much. We've been able to rekindle those feelings we had when we first fell in love. We have a long way to go, but we are truly happy now. We are at a point that we know that our marriage will make it. And we want it to, we want to make it a truly extraordinary marriage. Awesome. Words cannot express the gratitude I have for helping us restore our marriage. Thank you. So good. Oh my gosh. 
And I want to just say something. It's it's not the destination we are on, folks. We don't come to a pinnacle. We don't reach the mountaintop in this thing called marriage. We don't reach the mountaintop and just go, here we are. We are, we are it and then some. Look at us. No, it's not the destination. It's the journey. It's the day-to-day stuff we do each and every day. And a, a way that I can share this, an example, is when I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, I started on the border of the U.S. and Mexico. And my end point was in Canada, about 10 miles on the other side of the border. And you know, it, a lot of that time I was part of on that trail, I was always like the destination, the destination, the destination. When I get to Canada, I, I achieve something. You know what? It's been 15 years since I've done that. And it's the journey that I remember. Not reaching, not reaching the end, not being at the beginning, but the journey, the pieces in between. And that's our marriages, right? We never come to that destination and go, it's over. It's good. It's, it's, I, ne- I never need to work on me again. My spouse never needs to work on them again. We're just good. No, it's that destination. That's what they're on. And it's so awesome mm-hmm. to hear that hug. Love you guys. Thank you so much for, for sharing that with us and for the one family. Absolutely. And, you know, it's messages like that that get us fired up and get us back here behind the mics, you know, week in and week out to share with you. And and as we were preparing the show this week, we realized that, you know, we're coming up on 300 shows. And in all those shows, we haven't really done a show that was completely dedicated to PMS and to its impact on marriage, um, which is kind of a funny thing because we talk about everything. But to go back and go, have we talked about this? And the answer was no. And, you know, the facts are that women's hormones vary throughout the course of the month. That, that is biology. And that most women prior to menopause have a monthly cycle. That is also fact. Some women don't, but there's medical reasons for that. So we're not getting into that today. And, you know, another fact in all of this is that your monthly cycle, ladies and guys, you know this too, has an impact on your marriage. Not just the, the physical, but the emotional as well. So knowing those facts, you've got to be well aware of how you handle your, your cycle if you're the woman or your wife's cycle if you're the man can and will impact the rest of your month. And I just want to say we planned this show out prior to Elisa actually starting her period this month. So it was really interesting that we, we were planning this and we were talking about this because, you know, we hear from both husbands and wives that this can be a, a, a time of contention and upheaval in the marriage. And it happens once, a, p- pretty much what, for about a week? Well, yeah, PMS, you know, according to word, worldhealth.gov, PMS can last one to two weeks. Okay. So it's happening on a monthly basis. We know this. And so it was just one of those things that it happened. And so me, knowing that we're going to be talking about this, very interested in just, okay, well, how are Elisa, How do Elisa and I act and react? And I'm not you know, trying to change the situation to make it sound good for you guys either. Believe me, we've been married almost 19 years. So I got plenty of stuff to talk about. 19 years mm-hmm. times 12 months, figure it out, take out a couple of, you know, year and a half or so because of babies, kids. So there you go. But just it's interesting that this came, this is coming at the exact time that Elisa is having hers. And there you go. So much information for the One Extraordinary Marriage family. Uh, But, you know, as we started looking at this and we started looking at how PMS has impacted our marriage, 
over the years. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, are my symptoms just kind of like, you know, what I think are my symptoms or is there really like, do people talk about this? And so I, you know, I Googled it cause that's what we do. When we don't know the answer to something and worldhealth.gov, which is the government's women's health website, um, does list, you know, a whole slew of symptoms, but some of the most common ones are feeling tired. Yes, please. Um, food cravings. I'm telling you, there have been times when I thought I was going to turn into a giant piece of chocolate and um, maybe a Reese's peanut butter cup. Um, trouble with memory, joint or muscle pain, tension, irritability, mood swings, or crying spells. I am one of the most emotional people that I know on a regular basis. I'm the one that, you know, cries at the Hallmark commercials. Um, there are times when I'm just more sensitive throughout the course of the month. And, and when the woman is experiencing all of this, there, there's one big thing that happens. And that's this disconnect that happens between the woman and the man in marriage. You know, disconnect on both sides because there are times when she doesn't want to be touched. That, that's Elisa. Guys, I, I'm just giving you a heads up. There are definitely times when your woman does not want to be touched. And when you touch her during that, she gets irritable, which... And, and can I bring something up just from the, oh, the from the husband point of view too? I don't know about you guys, but for me, it, it's a it's a very interesting time, right? Because here we we talk about this, and Lisa and I will talk about this because you know, hey, it's that time of the month, da 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 da. Especially for those of you who are not um, sterile, uh, you know, are, are you gonna have your period? Did, did you have your period? I mean, there can be some stress in there as well. We've been there in the past, you know, with like. Uh, we weren't trying for another kid. We've used protection. Why hasn't it come sort of thing? But there's just this whole process that's going on. A lot of the feminine hygiene stuff, you know, and, and you're just maybe like throwing something in your trash can. And Well, but we're talking about PMS. We're not necessarily talking about the period. I mean, you're kind of know, moving into I the know. period. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, but, no. I mean, you're fine. But I'm just saying there's that stuff though where the disconnect happens well, sure. too. You know, it's it's all this other stuff. That's happening as well, that there's that disconnect that's oh, yeah. happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you've got this woman that doesn't necessarily want to be touched, or she's highly emotional. So, like little things that, you know, last week wouldn't have set her off, or now, you know, she's either crying or she's angry, and you're like, I, I didn't, you know, like, why are you so emotional? And then, you know, for guys, you know, a lot of times you don't know what to say, right? Like, because again, if what I said to you was okay last week, why are you crying now? Been there. Why, why are you angry? Because all I said was, hey, babe, nothing crazy, but you've suddenly turned into Dr. Ductile and Mr. Hyde. You know, I I've done that. So I'm not, you know, saying this is other women. This is me. Um, and, you know, because women don't necessarily want to have that physical connection when they're feeling all irritable and having their mood swings and just their body hurts. Ladies, your husbands are missing out on the physical connection with you. Right? Like, I get it. I get that I don't want to be touched, but I also understand that Tony wants and needs touch. So there's, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of at odds with each other, right? And part of this is biology, because here's the other thing that happens, you know, like around ovulation, all this kind of stuff, your body is actually preparing itself to receive, right? I mean, like we have ovulation so that we can make babies and, and things like that. So we're giving off those pheromones, we're, you know, all this kind of stuff is going on. And, you know, then we move into the cycle of, nope, now I'm just preparing to get my period. Right? Like, don't touch me. I don't care if sex was good last week. I don't want to have sex this week. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what our experience has been, and, and especially in the early years of our marriage, I didn't really talk to Tony about my cycle. Right? So it was like a guessing game for him. And um, not only, not one that he always 
guessed properly because if you don't talk about something with your spouse and you leave it up to ESP, you're setting yourselves up for failure, right? And it's just this, why are you being like this? Yeah, it, it openness definitely helps. And for us in our marriage, this is one thing that really allowed me into this world of understanding. And so, and in, in, in more, not just understanding PMS, more of understanding Elisa and how she functions within that time period. Well, and I think a lot, you know, uh, fortunately we live in a society that likes to make fun of things. Right. Right. So there's, there's a lot of, I mean, like I was in preparation for the show. I always Google for quotes and things like that. I've got a couple sites I usually use, but I'm like, Oh, let me see what's out there on PMS. Right. And it's all, you know, I mean, everything is about how a woman that's PMSing turns into this, you know, basically a raging maniac. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the gist of all of these quotes, right? And, you know, she suddenly becomes, you know, she's not in control of her feelings and she's not in control of her rage and she's, you know, you better watch out, don't cross her, all of these kinds of things. And I'm like, well, that's kind of lousy because now guys have this image, thanks to media, that the woman in their life is going to turn into this raving lunatic while she's got PMS, right? She's going to be irritable, she's going to be cranky, she's going to be moody, and I just have to deal with it and get out of her way. Well, that's not true, right? Because there are things that both of you can do through, throughout the month, but especially when you're in this week or maybe it's a couple of days for you or you know however long it lasts. But here's the thing. I mean, and we talk about this week in and week out. Marriage is about communication. So first and foremost, you gotta be communicating with each other what behaviors are you seeing? What attitude are you giving off or getting? You know, that type of thing. And ladies, I want to talk to you first about some specific actions because obviously the PMS is happening to you. Um, so you've, we got to start with you. The first thing that I want to recommend is that every woman read the book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Weschler. This is a book that we've talked about before on the show. It is a book that I have read. It doesn't have to do simply with like, you know, making babies or not making babies. I know it's got fertility in the title. This is the book that changed how I understood my cycle. And you can find it. We've got it at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash TCYF, which stands for Taking Charge of Your Fertility. The reason I love this book is because she lays out in plain English what goes on during the month? Like what goes on with ovulation? What goes on with your hormone levels? What goes on? And so I understood it. And when I was able to understand it myself, then guess what? I'm better able to communicate that to Tony, right? He has to know what's going on. If I feel moody, it does me no good to just snap at him and not tell him why. You know, there are months, honestly, where Tony knows my cycle. Like I think he knows it better than I do, where he's like, you must be getting close. I'm like, how do you know that? Well, after 19 years, you know, and the last probably seven since I read this book where we've been talking about this, he understands, right? But it's because we talked about it so much. So if you feel cranky, tell him. If you feel emotional, tell him. If you feel moody, tell him, okay? It's much easier for your husband to receive that information from you than to have to walk on eggshells when he walks in the door, not knowing which wife he's coming home to, right? It's not fair to him. It's not. Another thing that you need to do, ladies, is you need to find ways to make yourself healthier. 
a lot of the symptoms of PMS can be to some extent mitigated if we take better care of ourselves. And when I say take better care of ourselves, I'm talking to you about your nutrition, right? Like eat better. Mm. When we eat junk food, it makes PMS worse, right? It's also about um, exercise. You know, if you're moving your body, even when you don't feel like it, you can reduce some of those symptoms because you're working through the muscle tension. You're working through the soreness and, and you're sweating and sweating releases toxins and that's all good for you. And the other thing, ladies, when you're experiencing PMS, get some sleep. Okay, this is not the time to stay up late reading that really good book. I don't care how much you want to finish the chapter. And I say that as one reader to another. You need more sleep. Your body needs it. Your body's going through these cycles. Set yourself up for success by doing those things that are going to make you healthier so that you are better equipped. I will tell you the months that I get good sleep during you know, the second half of my cycle, and there are times when I get to my period, I'm like, oh, all right, here it is. And months when I, you know, I've either been under high stress or not sleeping well, I'm like, oh, I feel lousy. And I take it out on Tony and I take it out on the kids. And, and when I look back over the course of the month, I'm like, ooh, I did that. I did that. That was me. Another thing, ladies, is I'm going to tell you straight up, do not use PMS or your period as an excuse to avoid, um, avoid intimacy with your husband. Okay. I'll, I know. And, and I'm, again, raising my hand because I have done this before. I have used PMS as an excuse not to have sex with my husband. I have told Tony in years past that my period is still going on. His eyes just bugged out. I've never actually said this out loud. Um, well done. <laughs> all kinds of stuff comes out on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Complete and total transparency. Starting an episode, <laughs> starting from the first episode, but we declared it in episode four. Uh, but there have been times when I've said, yeah, I've still got my period and maybe it's not really so much still there, right? Because I was just using that as an excuse. And I know that if I've done it, there are some of you out there that are probably turning a little bit pink right now or starting to sweat because you've done it too. Guys, this is not the time to call your wife on it because if she's got PMS right now and you call her on this, it's not going to go well for you. But ladies, there's enough bad media around PMS and having your period as it is. Don't add to it by lying or using it as an excuse with your own husband. Just saying. doesn't work so well. doesn't work so well. Um, and, you know, finally... Just because you don't feel like having connection with your spouse, with your husband, doesn't mean that he doesn't need it. Sometimes, ladies, sometimes you got to get over yourselves and recognize that you're not the only one in the marriage, right? Because if your husband still needs to connect with you, then what I would say at the end of this is that you've got to find other ways to connect. You know, if you don't want to be hugged because all of that like closeness isn't good, maybe holding hands. Like, let's just sit on the couch and hold hands. Or I, I don't want to talk right now. Can we just go for a walk? Right? Find other ways to connect so that he still has that with you and doesn't feel like, oh, geez, she's PMSing. Or she's got her period. And guess what? Now I don't have a wife for a week. Right? Because, you know, that's not, that's not what he wants. He wants to be connected with you. So you've got to find ways to make it happen. And guys, don't think I'm letting you off the hook either. You've got some responsibilities as well. Um, first things first, you know, like Tony said earlier, you've got to be in touch 
or like I said about Tony, you got to be in touch with her cycle. Mm-hmm. There's this great app um, that we got introduced to. It's called How Did He Know? And you enter in all the stuff about your wife, like, you know, when, when did her last period start? How long does her period last? So yes, you may actually have to have a conversation with your wife about her period. The world will not come to an end. I, I'm just telling you, you all will survive the conversation. But how did he know allows you to put in all this information and then every day, guys, it sends you a like a push notification on here's what may be going on with your wife today. It also has, you know, like today would be a really good day to buy her flowers or, today we, you know, she needs a little note of encouragement or she's getting really close to starting her period. So just be extra sensitive and things like this. Um, so it's, it's a kind of a fun app. We've been playing around with it and just appreciate that, you know, it does stay in tune. And if you're not aware of it, if you guys have never had this conversation, it's a great way to, to start to bridge that sense of disconnect in your marriage. Yeah. I think there, there was a major shift in our marriage for Elisa and I, when we got to this level, you know, and she brought it up, you know, there, there's such this, so there's this heavy cloud about PMS on our society and, oh, women are going to just turn into just crazies. And, and that honestly is not true. And you guys know it just as well as we do. The thing is, is unless we start talking about it together, then it's still sort of in this little mystery place. And we got to take that out of the equation. And so whatever level you feel comfortable about talking about this, start. Mm-hmm. Because it's happening in your house. It is going on monthly. And the sooner you guys begin to talk about it, the sooner you're not going to be frustrated. And I think for most of the husbands that I'm talking to you is that this can be a frustrating time for you because you are walking on pins and needles and you're, you're trying to figure out all this. Like, do I say that? Do I not? If I say that she's going to, she's going to do this and and you're sort of reading into everything that might happen. And so you're, you're thinking five steps down the, the road and really all that needs to happen is when she's not on her period, start talking about it. You know, when does it start? What, you know, how are you impacted? Tell me what's going down. You know, can we, you know, for Elisa, she doesn't like to be hugged. And, and, and the, the touch piece of our physical intimacy does decrease during this time period. It does, even cuddling and all that. So the touches that I do get, you know, are more just to hold hand, the hand holding. It might be when we're driving down the road, she just makes sure that, you know, she's touching my arm or something of that nature. But I recognize it and I understand it. And so it's not this big ordeal. You know, I don't, I don't lose touch with Elisa. You know, the intimacy, sex doesn't happen because Elisa does not want to have sexual intimacy during that period. Specifically my period. I still have sex yeah. during PMS. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that's just something to just, you know, know that once you start talking about it, it opens it up and it's not this, you know, this mystery in a box anymore. This is what, this is what's going on. All right, here we go. And and so guys, you know, another aspect for you is be sensitive to your wife's physical and emotional needs. You know, if she asks for space, you know, as you start to develop your conversations around this, there may be times when she says, I just don't want to be touched or I need more space or my body hurts, you know, whatever it is. And 
you know, this this is actually a two-part thing. You know, ladies, you have to tell him what's going on. But guys, you've got to listen to that. And if she doesn't want to be touched, now is not the time to tackle her, right? Because she's not going to be happy with you. Or if she needs a little space, this might be, you know, the time of the month when you come home and say, honey, you know, I'm going to take the kids. Why don't you go for a walk? Just get a little, little space, right? Or can I draw a bath for you? Would that, you know, would that just help with your PMS symptoms? You know, that type of thing. So it's, it's being sensitive and finding ways, guys, to serve your wife when she doesn't feel good. Because let me tell you something, guys, don't blame her for being a woman, right? Like don't make this about the biology thing. Cause, um, as she's preparing, you know, going through PMS and preparing to have her period and having her period, it's not a treat for her, right? Like you don't want to do this every month. It's, it's a fabulous, wonderful, beautiful thing. But there are times when, you know, it's a huge inconvenience, right? She's not, you know, I mean, this is just the way God made her. And so we celebrate that, but there are definitely months when I'm like, I would just skip the whole thing, Right. I mean, this month we almost thought I did. I was like <laughs> 10 days over. I'm, I'm thinking I can't be pregnant because I, you know, have been sterilized, but what's going on? You know, and that's a whole nother layer too. When she's like, Wah. you know, and just like I told the ladies, you know, guys find other ways to connect, get creative in how you love your wife when she doesn't feel good. Right? So what you do the other three weeks of the month, you may have to alter it the week that she's got PMS. Mm -hmm. You may. And the only way that you're going to know is if the two of you sit down and have a conversation about this. Like, I I know at the beginning of the show, you're hearing all this stuff about PMS and you're like, oh, well, you know, the ladies are like, oh, geez. And you know, somebody else is talking about PMS and the guys are like, oh, PMS. But really, PMS comes down to how the two of you communicate with one another, making it through and not having this be a monthly burden on your marriage goes back to how you communicate. Because there are some couples out there, I will tell you, I've worked with them, where like right around PMS and her getting her period, you would think World War III broke out in their marriage every single month because the disconnection is so bad, right? And, And one couple in particular, I'm thinking of them, when I started, you know, working with the wife and I'm like, well, you need to let them know when your period's coming. She's like, I can't do that. I said, you can and you will because he has to know. He has to know that you're not just pushing him away because you think he's being a jerk, right? Because that's the message that's being given off. Like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. You're irritating to me. I just get away. He needs to know, look, I don't feel good. This isn't you. This is me. Because it's a much different thing. I think, Tony, you would agree. If I tell you that it's stuff that's going on with me as opposed to something that you've done. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it, it allows me to understand that, okay, this isn't, this is something you're working through and you're going through. It's not necessarily, hey, I said something or I did something that's, that has you fired up, that has you going, geez, Tony, it's, it, it's, it's a different shift in my mentality to be able to go, okay, it's all good. How do I support you? Through this, it, in, uh, don't get me wrong, guys and gals, sometimes that can be tough. You know, sometimes that can be a struggle at times. And yet, I still get it. I understand. Do I always walk through it gracefully? No, I, I don't. I, I've stubbed my toes many a times over the years. So it, it's being able to know, though, that it's not a direct, a direct, you know, implication upon me. Right. It's not your behavior. Right. You know, and 
and sharing like what your cycle is with your husband, ladies, it might feel a little awkward at first. And guys, I mean, let's face it. Most of us outside of probably a middle school or a high school um, biology or health sciences class haven't talked much to the opposite sex about periods. Like it's just, you know, kind of one of those things gals talk about, guys don't. This week, I'm going to encourage you wherever you are in your cycle, ladies, that it might be time. Well, I'm not going to say it might be time. It is time. It is. Yep. To have it a conversation time. with your husband so that he knows. Let him know how long your cycle usually lasts. Let him know if you get PMS and what that feels like for you and what your symptoms are. Let him know if there's something specific you would like him to do. He's much more likely to do it if he knows about it. And guys, listen to your wives, right? If she comes to you and, and, you know, or ask your wife, you know, guys, some of you, you're the only one that listens to this show. Ask her, like, let's just talk about this. So I know so that I don't stub my toe. Like Tony said in this time of the month, you know, you, you both want to love each other better. You've got to know each other better Mm -hmm. to do that. And the way that you know each other and love each other better is to communicate what's going on with you. And this week, that starts with talking about your PMS and your period. Yeah. And I'm going to just reiterate what Elisa brought up almost from the beginning was taking charge of your fertility. Grab that book. Guys and gals, both read it. Pick it up. You will be surprised at what you're going to learn when you start reading that book. I mean, it's it's an eye-opener. And it was for both of us. So don't don't skip on that. I think that is going to be the key component for both of you being able to get closer together and learning about each other so that you can continue on this journey we call marriage. So you can pick that up at www.oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash TCYF. You guys, this is a big one and yet it needs to be discussed. It needs to be talked about so we can grow ourselves and in our marriage. We love you guys. Make this week an awesome one.